0: Yeah, she'll teach you how to be Autistically you Not afraid to talk about what's taboo So don't play small Join the podcast with Nikki Collins Autism Unmasked Hello and welcome to the very first standalone episode of Autism Unmasked I'm Nikki Collins, I'm the Autism Coach and I work with later-diagnosed autistic women to ditch the fear that's keeping them small. I help people to focus on living a life that they want to live, rather than a life of surviving and fitting in. I'm also the author of Through Autistic Eyes, which is a collection of stories about later-diagnosed autistic women and their journeys through life. You can find all of my work on my website, theautismcoach.co.uk. In today's episode, I'm going to be sharing some tips to help you bring in more cash. It is a total myth that autistic people are bad with money. We can budget and we can bring in more wealth. Money is an energy and it's something you either push away or attract. Your mindset plays a huge role in how you allow money to show up in your life. Manifesting means to make something real. Everything in your life started with a thought. So if you're not bringing in the cash that you want to bring in, then it's time to take a look at your thoughts and behaviours around money. There are some simple things that you can do to speed up the manifesting process. One way to guarantee that money comes in, and this is especially helpful if you've got any outstanding invoices or payments due to you, Maybe you've lent some money out and you'd like it back. Maybe accidentally manifested an unexpected bill and now you'd like the cash to pay it. Simple answer, shave. Seriously, go and shave and make it into a ritual. Make sure the razor isn't blunt and about to shred your skin. Be intentional about it. And as the razor glides over your skin, imagine that with each stroke, you're making room for money to come into your life. Money has such a fun energy. And this type of mindset makes you really attractive to money. I've had clients free up thousands of pounds in late invoices after shaving. And another raised a £30 to pay an unexpected bill after she was worried about making ends meet that week. So have some fun with this. Your only limit is your imagination. And the more you practise, the more you'll attract. Another fun activity is to go on a treasure hunt. I still remember being allowed to keep any coins and cash I found down the back of the sofa at my aunt's house as a kid. So this one really does bring out the fun side and it can produce some awesome results too. So what hidden gems are there in your home? Search your home from top to bottom and find all the hidden notes, coins, cheques, vouchers, coupons, IOUs and everything that has a financial value attached to it. Now count it up, what have you collected? The most obvious place to start is down the back of the sofa, like I did when I was a kid, in drawers, in pockets of old coats and bags and maybe under your mattress. What about your car or even your wallet or purse? And on the topic of your wallet or purse, this is your container for money. What sort of container do you own? This is always such an interesting area to focus on because money doesn't want to be scrunched up in your pocket. It doesn't want to live in a purse that's surrounded by receipts from the 90s. To keep your income flowing, take some time to Declutter your financial containers. If you're the sort of person who doesn't like to buy things for themselves, then this is the perfect opportunity to get yourself a new wallet. Something you actually like and something that you're proud to own. These might sound like small, trivial things, but when you make money welcome, when you're proud of where and how you're storing your cash, this makes a huge difference as to how money shows up in your life. Now I touched a little bit on clutter there. Clutter is like an energy vortex. When you hold on to things you don't want or need, it creates a block for the things that you do want in your life. Clutter comes in so many forms. Maybe you're the proud owner of an email inbox with thousands of emails. When did you last review and delete old social media messages? text messages and whatsapp threads digital clutter is everywhere even old photos on your phone or computer then there's the physical stuff the gifts you never liked but kept hold of out of obligation you couldn't possibly throw that away great aunt mabel bought you that and it would be rude to throw or sell it The most effective way to work out what you do and don't want is to sit in a room in your house and look at everything. How do the objects and belongings make you feel? Do they have heavy energy that makes you feel off? Are you keeping things because it's the polite thing or the right thing to do? Box them up and either throw them out or sell them. Then repeat for the other rooms and expand your search into all the hidden nooks and crannies of your home, drawers, cupboards, the car, the garage, the shed, and anywhere else that you can think of. From the treasure hunt and decluttering, you've found and made some cash. Plus, you've got the energy around you flowing a little more effectively. Something that can help to keep this momentum going is tracking. When you don't know what's coming in, It can be hard to reach your goals. So many people find that they're closer to their income goals than they realise. And tracking helps you to either get on track, stay on track, or work out how much more you'd like to be bringing in each month. I use an app called Money Tracker, which is on Android. It's free and it tracks income and expenditure. There's plenty of apps out there. And if you're not an app kind of person, then a good old-fashioned paper diary will work perfectly. As well as spreadsheet, if that's your jam. Again, this is a simple super tool. But when you do this consistently, it will change the way you interact with money forever. Put absolutely everything in your tracker. Refunds, cash found on the street, put it all in there. And when you start acknowledging what you have, you naturally attract more. A few years ago, I started something called the street cash jar. Any cash that the family found in the street went into the jar. Once we collected for several months, we took the cash out, counted it up and bought something nice for the family. It was a brilliant visual representation of that old saying, When you look after the pennies, the pounds look after themselves. So when you focus on saving small amounts, it soon adds up. And this was a great way to show the kids, as well as the adults in the house, the power of this exercise. Even now, when I see a coin in the street, I get excited and no matter where it is, I always pick it up and say thank you to the universe. And it's this attitude of gratitude for the small things that helps to make space for the bigger things too. Whilst you got your diary out, if that was what you were using, pop a date in there, giving yourself an hour of uninterrupted time because you're going to be planning a little date with money. During this time, you're going to get intimate with your finances, how they're shaping up against your goals and where you'd like them to be. So setting some new goals. Here's a step-by-step breakdown. And it's going to feel uncomfortable if you are the type of person who doesn't open letters or look at your bank account because you're scared at what you're going to see. But let me ask, what message does this send to money? Step one, make space for your audit. Get a date in the diary and work out where you'd like to do your audit and make the physical space for it. Some people find it's nice to make this a little more intimate. Set some candles and have a date with money. After all, money is energy. So if you make it feel welcome, you're more likely to attract it into your life. Next, collect your data. Any bank accounts, including savings, credit cards, anything that's of financial value to you. Make sure you have it to hand when you carry out your audit. What's coming in and going out? What can you pause or cancel? By doing this every month, you'll soon spot the subscriptions and services you no longer need and can cancel them sooner. Doing this regularly helps to keep your expenses to a minimum. And it might sound strange, but celebrate what's going out of your account. You've manifested the money to pay your bills, even if it's a tax bill celebrate it money showed up and you put it back out into the big wide world it will come back to you even faster when you don't panic about spending the money I spend is always replaced with more and whilst you're here chase any outstanding payments that are due back to you as well this works so well after you've shaved I have two more tips for you to take away from this episode And don't worry, I've created a handy little download for you so you can follow these in your own time. And for your ease, I've linked it into the episode show notes. Goals. When you write your goals down, you're far more likely to achieve them, which is why tracking is so powerful. And the goals I'm talking about here are money ones. What do you want to manifest this month? An extra hundred? A thousand? or even 10,000 pounds. Whatever your goal is, grab a piece of paper, write down your country's money symbol, if it's pounds, dollars, euro, whatever it is, write it down, then write your money goal in figures and make it big enough to fill the page. Now put that piece of paper on the floor and take as many steps back as your physical space allows. Take a deep breath in, and walk towards that piece of paper with intent. Keep your eyes focused on the paper. Maybe you want to say the number out loud as you walk towards it. And when you finally reach it, stand on it. Allow that figure to work its way into your energy. To make this work even faster, change your passwords to incorporate your money goal. Set screensavers that remind you of your money goal. Put notes around your home that remind you of your money goal. Put them in your car, in your bag. These reminders help to keep your focus on what you're working towards. They're called anchors, and their purpose is to anchor in your goal so it becomes a reality, just like everything else you've already manifested in your life. And last but not least, drop a plate. Not literally. That would be messy and a waste of a plate. (laughs) When you're worried about cash, it can be easy to get sucked into doing all the things, which is super unhelpful and unproductive. What you're more likely to get from this is burnt out. What can you drop? What doesn't need to have your attention and focus? 80% of the tasks on your to-do list probably don't need to be there. So focus on the things that are essential and the things that are going to generate an income for you. Everything else can wait. And if there's anything you can outsource, even better. If you listened into my conversation with Kelly earlier this week, you'll remember how Kelly sets up a sensory overload money pot for herself. So when she's having a hard time and her senses prevent her from doing what neurotypical people take for granted, she has a money pot that allows her to order in food or get her groceries delivered. That's episode 11 on the podcast, which I'll also link into the show notes below. That brings me to the end of this first solar episode. I hope you've taken lots of notes. Remember, there's a free download for you in the show notes. Thanks for listening in. You can subscribe to future episodes on our website, theautismcoach.co.uk. Thanks for tuning- Podcast with Nikki Collins (laughs) Autism on